Welcome to the True Wealth Investors Podcast, a show all about real estate investing to help increase your income, lifestyle, and impact. Welcome, everybody. I am uh, glad to have you today. True Wealth Investors Podcast. We are joined by Kurt Phillips, and uh, you may have uh, heard him on the podcast many other times. Um, he was on, I think you were one of our first guests, you and your wife, Elizabeth, sharing your story in real estate. And Kurt and I are uh, co-facilitators of the Elevate Mastermind Group. So we meet weekly and usually we're really focused on, on real estate and things of that uh, on that topic. But today we have Kurt here as a guest to share about um, really his successes, which I'm going to let him share them um, because they are so beyond what I can really comprehend in health and fitness goals and he has an amazing story and what he's been able to accomplish recently and what he's working on uh, with that. So welcome, Kurt. Glad to have you back. Great to see you again. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. It's good to see you. It's always fun to be back on here. Yeah, I think we were one of the first. So that's awesome that uh, we could be back on here. It's an honor, man. Yeah, glad to have you back. So it is um, nice that we do get to see each other so often, even if it is online. You know, we were just talking with the mastermind group a couple hours ago. Um, so that is a real blessing, not being in the same place physically, but getting to uh, catch up regularly. So I wanted to have you on this time. We've, we've, you know, you've been on the podcast a couple of times talking about real estate. Man, and we could talk about that again, you know. You yeah, we could. <laughs> you know, two properties, 100% creative finance or seller finance. I'm like, that's a, I mean, that's a home run deal. So we could go down that route. But today we're focused on um, your recent race that you ran in July. And I mean, you have some, you know, in the mastermind, we talk about trying to get to the next level, right? Get your business yeah. to the next level. Today was about legacy and generational wealth and, you know, what that holistically is, um, what legacy we want to leave. And so, you know, really the true wealth brand is more holistic. It's about, you know, how do we have a successful life and really have wealth holistically in all areas of our life, not just financially. So when I first heard you talking about your race and your kids there to support you and encourage you, I thought, man, that'd be a great story to share. So tell us a little bit about, this is a 70.3 mile race, right? Yeah. That ran in July, not too long ago. Yep. And so, you know, off air, I was just trying to wrap my head around you know, what that is or, or what that would be familiar to me in. So what is a 70 mile race or what, what exactly does that entail? What race did you run? So this is a triathlon. Uh, they call it a half iron distance. Uh, they also call it long course in USA triathlon. And so it is a 1.2 mile swim, a 56 mile bike and a 13.1 mile run or a half marathon at the end. So total, it's going to take, I mean, someone that's fat, that's pretty fast, it's going to take four and a half hours or less. Um, and then it could go anywhere up to seven hours uh, for someone just, you know, doing it for the first time or whatever. So uh, it's a crazy race. 
for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a very elite race. That, that's a high level <laughs> event. So, so what was the race like? I mean, for for very few people listening, I'm sure they've completed one. So, so what's it like to to run a race like that or compete in one? So, it was the first time I'd ever done that distance. Uh, just caveat: uh, I'd never done anything that long in my life. I'd only run a half marathon one time before that. And that was while we were on vacation, like the November prior. So last year, November, um, I'd only ridden my bike 56 miles a couple of times. Uh, so I'm not the guy that's like, oh, I've run 10 marathons and I figured this would be no big deal. Uh, I was really nervous, uh, really nervous. There was a lot of planning that went into it. Um, you know, I'd never taken, I've never done anything so long that required nutrition while mm-hmm. you're competing. Um, so I had to nail the nutrition because I found out you could do a thing called bonking. Uh, it's what they call it in our world. It's endurance athletes. It could be running or any any endurance. They call it bonking, where basically your body just says, nope, you're done. Like, that's it. I don't care if the race is over or not. You're not going a step further. Um, and so I was, I was really nervous about it. And uh, it didn't help that that morning uh, was literally a torrential downpour. Uh, it was raining sideways uh, all morning until I got to the run. So the swim so much didn't matter other than I was freezing before I got on the water. I mean, I had a wetsuit on, it's sleeveless, and I'm literally shivering. And they said, okay, go. And when I got into the water, I'm like, oh, this is nice. I mean, it felt like, you know, bath water. It was so warm. Uh, And then it was totally raining sideways during the bike. Uh, At one point, I pushed me off course and I went into a ditch, uh, you know, during the bike. And it was just, just crazy experience. Um, I did it in four four hours and 51 minutes is how long I ended up doing it. So I was out there for a while, but it was, uh, it was an amazing experience. Actually. I know that sounds crazy, right? You're like, it sounds miserable, but it it really wasn't. Um, it it was being, doing something that long, which I'd never done before. It required me to be completely present in the moment. All of a sudden, none of the bills mattered. None of my problems mattered nothing in the whole world, none, nothing that we're dealing with, nothing mattered except like the road, one step mm-hmm. in front of the other, like everything else went away. And I don't know that I've ever experienced that kind of like self presence before. Uh, so that was one of the byproducts that I did not expect that was kind of neat, actually. That would be, I mean, it almost sounds like meditation, you know. Yeah, it, it kind of was. It, it really was. It's almost therapeutic, except that you're exerting so much energy, you know, that you're still kind of suffering through it. But, you know, it wasn't relaxing by any stretch. (laughs) So one thing that, you know, that I was really wondering about was what when you're trying to step up to a race at that level and you've never completed that distance, like what were the you know, what was the voice saying in your head? You know, I, I, when I public speak, I don't get nervous public speaking anymore. I, I get excited and I'm, you know, ready to get in front of people. But the first time I stepped on a national stage, man, I had that voice was in my head like, you're not worthy. That imposter syndrome, you know, like, who are you to be on this stage? People aren't going to benefit from it. You know, it's amazing how when you stretch yourself and try to accomplish something, 
bigger than what you're used to, how that, that voice can, man, creep up in a hurry. So I was really curious in this instance, what, what was your experience? I guess it would be the same. I mean, I think that's a great, because I, I like I said, I never done anything that long before. I was a sprinter in high school. Um, and I did, I had that feeling of, uh, I think there was so much preparation, probably more so than maybe needed to be. I over-prepared in some ways because I, I remember just telling my wife, like, I don't even know that I can do it. Like I, I, I'm training hard. Like I know that I've done the work, like, just like you say in speaking, you know, you're prepared. That's not the issue, right? You're going to a national stage. It really shouldn't matter. Right. You're just as prepared for that yeah, as you were. Preparation. For, yeah. Yeah. Same. And so it was the same for me too. It's the same preparation, just longer. Um, so I've already been doing shorter triathlons. So I just had the, my training just, it changed. It was a little lower intensity. I had to train longer. So I put in a few more hours a week, nothing crazy. I wasn't, tra- I wasn't training like 20 hours a week or anything nuts. Um, but it was, that voice was like, I hope you can finish. Like, I hope you can, I hope you can get through this, you know, cause I, I really didn't know. I, I, I thought I would, fi- I, I was worried that I would find my limit and not be able to push up, push against it, that it would break me. And Fortunately, then, it didn't. Well, fortunately, it didn't. Yeah. And uh, there's no way to know that until you cross that threshold. So, you know, that's totally. really admirable. Um, so what was your training like? What what does it take to train for a race like that? So, you know, there's different levels, fortunately. Um, like with triathlon, uh, one of the things you and I were talking about, it, there's like a there's a shorter distance. It's called a sprint. It's, uh, you know, it's what you, you swim 750, you bike 12.4, and then you run a 5k and you can even go to a super sprint, which is half that distance. And then it just keeps going up from sprint to Olympic to half iron, which is 70.3 all the way up to what people know of the Ironman, which is the big 140.6 miles takes anywhere from eight to 16 hours, eight, if you're an elite, uh, 10 to 12, if you're really good, um, but not elite. So um the training as far as um you know what i did was about because i'm training for a nationals here coming up and i think last week was my biggest week and i put in i think it was just shy of 14 hours of training uh last week and that was my biggest week of like the year usually i'm right around 10 hours a week uh training that that doesn't mean like for somebody just coming into it don't, you don't, I didn't train 10 hours a week before. I just do that now because I'm, I'm having some measure of success and I want to, I want to push against that. I want to get better. And so that, you know, you just keep pushing the envelope just like anything else. Um, that doesn't have to, that wasn't where I started for crying out loud. I could barely run a mile when I started. So, you know, uh, seriously, I mean, I'm hyperventilating at the end of the mile, like, Oh, I'm so, you know, whatever. It's, I just can't do this. But uh, just like everybody that starts, exercising after not doing anything for 12 years, which was in my case. Um, so yeah, I mean, for somebody that was just starting out, they could train like six hours a week and that would probably be more than enough to get them rolling. Do you do running one day and biking the next, or do you try to do all three each training regimen or how, how does that work? 
I would love to do three a days, um, but it's pretty rare that I do. I just because I have a lot of other things going on. I have six children, as, you know, so that requires <laughs> some of my attention. You know, I got to pay attention to them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like today, I, I ran this morning, and when we get off here, uh, I'll actually have a bike this evening that I'll do. So it's a two a day. Um, I'll usually run three days, bike four days, or, or excuse me, swim three times bike four times and run three times in a week. And then I'll usually do a couple of strength training in there as well. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. It makes that's the, the part of doing three disciplines is you, you got to practice all three. Whereas if you're just a runner or just a cyclist or just a swimmer, then you just focus on and it makes it, the training is a little different. So when you're trying to do three, you end up not doing any of them. Great. You just, you try and do them all well. And do you typically swim in a pool or a lake or, you know, what's that? Yeah, usually I swim at the YMCA, uh, but sometimes I'll jump into a lake uh, just because if the swims start. This is why I tell anybody that's just wanting to do their first one to definitely get in a lake and swim a little bit because there's a, there's a, sometimes people feel claustrophobic when they get in the water because they can't see. You know, you're first thing in the morning, the water's green, it's, it's, there's people all around you splashing, you're going to get bumped and elbowed and kicked and that stuff just happens, kind of like a mosh pit in the water when you're starting. It can be, depending on the race, not all races are set up like that, but like, you know, some are. Um, but when you get in the water for the first time, when you're swinging open water, it's different because you got a sight, you don't have anything on the bottom of the pool to guide you, so you have to be able to look up in the water and see where you're going and be able to put your face in the water and not worry about seeing anything because you can't see your hands, you know? Uh, so I tell people that's the biggest wow. thing. That's the biggest thing to get used to. If you can do that, swim 750 yards in open water without stopping, even if it's super duper slow, which was my first time, then you're fine. You can do triathlon because the biking and running part, you're on ground, you're on land. You can always stop and take a breather and walk. You'll be fine. Mm. It, it's the swim. It's the swim that gets people. Okay, sure. So, I mean, how do for a lot of people, and myself included, um, you know, I struggle with fitting exercise in. I do real well for periods. I do very poorly for periods, which I've shared with you before. And so, you know, it's when I see you being very successful in it. You know, it's almost like I lift you up on a pedestal because that's what I struggle the most with, right? I'm like, man, how does he do that? That's amazing. So, you know, how do, if you're working out 10 hours a week, you know, how do you incorporate that in or more than 10, you know, now? How do you fit that in with family and work and everything else? Yeah, well, one, I started really small, uh, you know, there's because it is a struggle, like, I still struggle. I still don't feel like doing workouts just like everybody else. Um, but, you know, starting out, I start I, honestly starting out. I was, And I won't get into the story, but I got a hold of a, a Navy SEAL book that said how to train to, to, to meet the basic qualifications of Navy SEAL training. And literally, like the first day was like do 20 pushups. And I'm like, I can do 20 pushups. So I did 20 pushups. And then the second day was like do 20 pushups and run an 800. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. And so literally I would do that like four days a week. 
three to four days a week and I would miss workouts because I didn't hadn't developed the routine yet and I couldn't, you know, and I would forget and just like everybody. And eventually it started to become habit and it started to build until I could do the necessary push-ups, sit-ups and pull-ups to meet the basic, basic qualifications just to be invited to, you know, like the physical stuff to be in the Navy SEALs, which, you know what I mean? So started super small and now it's, uh, I just, it's ingrained. It's a habit that now I've over three years, three and a half years, I've just developed a habit where I have to, I look at my calendar the week leading up and I just, I know, you know, my workouts already pre-made for the week. So I don't have to think about it. I don't have to make Mm -hmm. them every day. They're pre-made. In fact, they're pre-made for a week, a month in advance. And so I just look at myself, okay, well, like today, I have to get a run and a bike in. And I now I've made this this non-negotiable. I have to get a run and a bike in. It's if I have to do that bike at eleven o'clock at night, I'll I have to do it at eleven o'clock at night, which I rarely do, but I have. Um, so I just got up early and not that that early. Fortunately in real estate, uh, I can be flexible with my schedule. Yeah. Uh, so I got up and I was on my you know, I was on the treadmill at seven. So not crazy early, you know. I was on the treadmill at seven. And then, like I said, I'll do the bike here probably about six o'clock this evening, you know, after my day is pretty much done. Um, and yeah, I'll hang out with my kids this evening after that. And, or they'll come down, they'll sit with me. They love to watch while I'm doing my workout. I think they like to watch me suffer. Uh, so they come down and they watch and they'll talk to me while I'm doing it. And, you know, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a fun thing, especially my boys. They like to come down and what's your workout today, dad, you know? Cool. It's become kind of this family thing. Yeah. Do you have a, this, like, do you typically fit your workout in before work or evenings work better or which one, where do you like it within your schedule? I like evenings. Uh, okay. I know that there's lots of people out there. I've heard gurus say you got to get up first thing in the morning and work out and it gets those endorphins going and it gives you energy for the day. And for me, it just wears me out. Like I'm just tired all day when I do that. And so I'm like, why don't I do in the evening when I can go to bed when I'm done? Uh, so I prefer evening, but I still do work out in the mornings, probably, I don't know, three days a week. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I, <clears throat> yeah. That's good. Well, and I, I haven't tried in the evenings. I'd try after work because I like that end, like mentally clear my mind at the end of work. But yeah. that's also a very busy time of day a lot of times, especially with the kids in sports right now, the end of work and, and running to get them. And so the evening's a good a good slot. Yeah, so honestly, usually about seven o'clock seems like six or seven o'clock is when I'm everything's pretty much wrapped up for the day. You know, as far as real estate stuff, my contractors are done. Um nobody's working on properties at that point. So I'm not usually solving any problems that late and the kids are home. So it might be during dinner. That's the only side thing. So if one of your core values is I always eat dinner with my family, then obviously you have to adjust that time. Um, But, you know, for us, it's just, you know, we know dad for a couple days a week is going to be downstairs grinding it out while we're upstairs eating dinner, you know, and that's just, you know, it's just kind of how we roll now. It's not a huge deal. Uh, we try and eat as many meals together as we can, which is most, but we just make sure. that adjustment. All right. So, and you touched on it a little bit that when you started, 
you were not in like peak physical shape and and transition from one sport to the triathlon that you were kind of starting at square one. So um, what was, what was it that initiated that big change and, and really why are you keep continuing with it? You know, three years um, of continuing with that really solid regimen to the point where it's habit and you're not only just content going with the regimen, but trying to compete at a national level. Um, what is that motivation or what, what, what inspired it? So there's, you know, I've learned that there's two things that, that we really need in order to change our mindset about something or change our paradigm or the way we view something, including physical fitness or anything. Um, and there may be others, but these two is what I've heard and, and I really found to be true is one is repetition, right? We learned that the more we do something over and over again, the more it will become a habit. And the other thing is an emotional event. Generally, there's some kind of emotional event that happens to us, whether, you know, whether we look in the mirror and we're, we're overweight and we say, I've had it, that's enough. I'm sick of being overweight. And we have this emotional moment. And then we have a choice on whether we're going to take action on it or not, right? And then, and then comes the, the repetition. Repetition, you just have to follow that. Like, okay, I'm going to take action, and you just have to keep repeating it. And the more you repeat it, the more you change your view of yourself. Because working out and exercising is super hard. It's super. It's inconvenient. And you, every time you, like, I respect anybody that is exercising or even trying to get in it. Just you know, and then stopping it because you're overcoming an obstacle every time you try. Every time you do an exercise, you're overcoming and you're flexing that over the obstacle overcoming muscle every single time because your body hurts. Everything that's wrong with like your body hurts, you, you're tired mentally, like it's early, you don't feel like doing it, you, you're, you're going to be tired. When you're, I mean, it's like, why would I do this stupid thing? Right. And so, it, so there has to be those things. And for me, it was an emotional, uh, emotional event. Uh, and I'll get a little personal here, but, uh, January 2nd, 2018, I got a phone call. I hope it would never get, but I got a phone call that my brother had that my older brother died of a drug overdose overdose. He was 46 years old. We were really close. Um, and, and I didn't know how much that would rock me. And it was this, I'd never experienced that kind of knee buckling grief before just that kind of where it would just hit me and I'd have to run upstairs and literally I would just drop to the floor because my whole body just ached from it. Um, and I needed some way to deal with that grief. Like I, I just needed some outlet for that. Um, I was about 30 pounds heavier than I am now. I hadn't done anything. And I was watching, oddly enough, I was watching a YouTube video. I couldn't sleep. So I'm watching YouTube videos. And I watched this documentary on Navy SEALs. And for some reason, that made me feel like such a wimp. And so I ordered this book that was like how your guide to Navy SEAL training. And it started really small where, you know, you 20 push-ups on this day. And then you do 40 push-ups on this day. And you run a mile this day. And so I started to do that. And I found that when I did it, the harder the workouts were, the more healing that I experienced. And so Elizabeth, my wife, then asked me, she said, hey, I'm going to do a 5K. Will you do one with me? So I did. Uh, did terrible, but I did it. And as I'm at the post-race party, I'm sitting across the picnic table from this gal, this young gal who's talking about how excited she is to do her second triathlon. And as soon as she started talking about it, it was like every 
light switch in my body went on. I mean, full on RPMs went to red. Like everything in me was like, I'm getting back. I'm doing triathlon. Like I'm doing it. And, uh, and so I did. And so I started training again and my first triathlon was completely terrible. Uh, I was 12 out of 16 in my age group. Um, it was super slow, right? But I did it and I love the challenge of it. And, and even now I find that my hard workouts, and this is just me being transparent. And I know there's a lot of people go through this, they have either siblings or parents or children that have, you know, gone through drug experiences or drug overdose. I've, I've encountered so many just telling the story. Um, but even now, you know, that was 2018. So three and a half years later, um, during my hard workouts, uh, the ones where I have to go into that dark place, they call it, which I actually think it's a light place. It's a place where I'm stripped down and I'm just, it's just me. It's just me and God, like, because I don't know if I have what it takes to finish this workout. It's taking everything I've got. And it's in those moments when I'm completely stripped down and I'm in that place and there's nothing else in the world, but that me and giving it everything I have that, uh, it's not all the time. But there's times where afterwards I'm done with the workout and I'm just hunched over my handlebars and I'm just weeping. And it's not a weeping because I'm sad. It's like this this wave of like accomplishment and healing that takes place in that. Mm. And I, it's hard to explain. And I, I don't share that. I'm here. I'm sharing it on your podcast. So all kinds of people hear it. But so I hope I hope it benefits somebody and it inspires you uh, that that you can find healing and exercise in these things because those those are the times that are most precious to me exercising. Uh, those are the ones I look forward to because I don't plan them. They don't happen all the time, but when they do there, it's like, it's like I can feel God very close to me in those moments. So that, and that keeps me going. That keeps me driving, keeps me going, but now I'm hooked. So, you know, I don't think about that all the time. Now I'm just hooked to the sport. Uh, I love to compete. And, uh, somebody once said that, uh, how you do anything is how you do everything. And that really stuck with me. And mm. I'm like, you know, I'm doing some things in my life well, and I'm doing some things in my life not so well. And uh, and so this is one thing that I'm like, okay, well, I've I've got other areas I need to work on, but I've got this one. Like I'm I've got this one. I'm doing pretty well here. Uh, so so that's kind of why I keep going. And if I quit, man, I've worked so hard. It's amazing how you work so hard to get fit, but man, if you stop for a month. It goes down fast, you know, it's like, oh, all that work I did. So it's like, I can't stop now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I, I think it's really inspiring, you know, because a, a traumatic event, someone could go the other way from that too, you know, could pick up bad habits or fall off from their daily life because of that traumatic event. And, um, you know, what's the saying that, that it's not what happens. It's not what happens to us in life that defines us. It's how we react to it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really inspiring how you reacted uh, to that event. And I, it seems like a tribute to him and your relationship, too, uh, from the outside. Definitely. It definitely is. He was definitely, if anybody who's had an older brother, he's six years older than me. 
And, uh, you know, he never let me win anything ever. <laughs> so I can credit that competitive drive. I can thank him for that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm thinking of my oldest and how, yeah, watching him play basketball with my second oldest. I'm like, yeah, that's completely true. <laughs> that's right. Look out for the youngest, man. Look out for the I'm telling you. It's, uh, for the ones it's that get beat up spirit. on. And <laughs> Their day will come. Watch out. That's right. <laughs> So, and then you said you have here in a little over a week, the national competition coming up, right? Yep. And how many people are, are competing in that? There'll be hundreds of people there. Um, in my age group, I don't know. I haven't seen the participant list. I'm guessing maybe a hundred um, in my age group. And obviously these are hundred that are, they had to qualify. So you do have to qualify to go. Um, and so, you know, uh, everybody that shows up, it's like, it's game on, you know, everybody's ready to compete. Uh, and it's fun. I mean, I'm 44 years old. It's awesome to be able to do this at my age. Uh, you know, but the one thing a triathlon does well is it's all your age. So I'm only competing with mm. people, with other men that are between 40 and 44. So we're all afterwards, we're all dads. We all have kids, like we all have jobs and things that we do. And, you know, and, and here we are. So it's really, it's so much fun because we're, none of us are doing this for a living. <laughs> In fact, we're spending a lot of money to do it. <laughs> but, That's exciting. Yeah, so we're yeah, definitely cheering you on uh, on the 26th. So <clears throat> Man. Thank look you. forward to hearing how it goes. Yeah, we'll let you know for sure. It'll be fun one way or another up in New York. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. You said your 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 father and and sons are going with you. I mean, that's exciting. Yep, they're gonna be my pit crew. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, in wrapping up, kind of the conversation, if for someone, I think your story will be very inspiring to anybody listening. Um, I don't know how it couldn't be. I mean, in in me hearing it we've talked so many times before but even you sharing more now i'm like man i gotta do more good grief what how's he able to accomplish so much so for somebody who's wanting to improve their fitness or um, start a new fitness uh, schedule you know what what kind of tips would you give them well, kind of what I said before, like there has to be some kind of emotional connection to your goal of what you want to achieve. Um, at least there is for me. It's just speaking for myself and hopefully that connects. Um, we can we can imagine that goal. I mean, we can we can create that emotional experience. Right. Or it can happen to us. So anger is a wonderful motivator. Just being angry at man, I'm just angry at where I'm at right now and I want to get better. Or, you know, uh, somebody wants to look good for their spouse. You know, I just, I really want to look good for my spouse. So I'm going to, whatever it is, whatever it is, uh, it just it has to be some kind of emotional connection with it for it to stick and then the repetition. And the biggest thing I can say is, you know, there's lots of different, I know we joked about it because Grant Cardone says, if you can't get your workout in, do twice a day, you know? And we're like, yeah, that just yeah. seems counterintuitive. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so I, I started small. I started small. 
I did. I mean, well, I'm not lying, like 20 push-ups, and then I'd run a mile and I would do three or four days a week. Uh, and some days I would miss and I would only do two days in a week. I'd be, oh, I'd be frustrated with myself, but then I'd get back on it, you know, but I never stopped. I just never, every week I would do something. And I think that was the key is I had the emotional connection to the goal where I noticed, hey, when I do this, I feel this, I feel the satisfaction of accomplishment, but also this feeling of healing for me. It was like there's, there's an emotional connection to what I was doing. It really wasn't about cutting the 30 pounds. That was like a byproduct. For some reason, the 30 pounds just didn't drive me. It didn't, it didn't get me going. Um, even it should have, right? We all think I'm, I'm carrying extra weight. That should really motivate me. But sometimes it doesn't, unless it makes us angry. If it makes you angry, then, then you got something there. Um, but it didn't really make me angry. I was like, eh, you know. Um, but then, yeah, start small and just keep doing something. Something small, two to three days a week. And then you'll be able to build on it and you'll create that habit. You know, I, I see this guy at the YMCA, CFO of a big company, and literally four days a week, Monday through Thursday, I don't go every day, but I know he's there Monday through Thursday, same time, same, he shows up. He's just got the habit down. He just, he's a robot in there. He doesn't talk to any, he puts his headphones in, he just, he's a robot. He does the same workouts every morning and then he's out the door at the same time every day. And I'm like, you know, it's a good example. He's just kind of a metronome, just boom, boom. Every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, boom. Uh, but I'm sure he started small. I'm sure he started with just Mondays or just, you know, whatever. So that would be my advice. Have an emotional event and just start small and just try and stick to it. Even if you miss, we all do. Keep at it. Sure. Don't, and don't judge yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. It's cool. Like, don't compare yourself to somebody else. That's, mm. that's huge. That's huge. Like if somebody would have compared themselves to me three years ago, they'd be kicking my, like it's totally different because I'm 30 pounds overweight and I could barely run a mile, you know, but we can't compare ourselves to somebody who's in the process. It's already this many years down the road or whatever. I mean, it's all, it's hard. It's just hard for everybody. <laughs> like It's all good. You know, no judgment. That's sharp. It's interesting hearing, you know, your tips and even comments you said related to fitness and, and your high level of success there. And there really are similar things that we say in business, you know, don't judge, compare yourself to others. The, the, the best way to be successful is just to get started and just not quit, right? It, it's similar concepts, principles, just apply yeah. to fitness instead of business. So yeah, I would say, Hey, the one the one challenge though is in business you can hopefully see your income go up when you're doing fitness you don't necessarily see the results right away mm. like and it takes a lot of time before you start seeing results and you have to go through a lot to get to them so it is hard you know I'm not it but the 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 satisfaction and the fulfillment that comes from it and it, you know that's that's what's worth it that's so, awesome I hope I didn't well, just turn everybody off right there like they're like, oh, I was going to until you said that. <laughs> you don't see results, I'm out. That's it. <laughs> no, I heard you. The results just come a little later. You just that's right. That's right. It a little longer. <laughs> so, well, I find uh, your story inspiring, and uh, appreciate you coming on and, and sharing kind of that journey. 
uh, of how much has changed in the last three years and what you're striving for. And we'll definitely be uh, cheering you on, on uh, in the Nationals. That's kind of amazing. I mean, in all honesty. So congratulations just Thanks, on qualifying man. and being there, being in the Thank crowd, you, you know. Um, for if for anybody who wants to kind of keep up well with with that race and what you have going on and, or maybe wants to reach out with a question or training tip or anything is there a way they can do that yeah definitely um they can text me uh so i mean i'll just give you my number that's okay right is that okay yeah. be careful uh it's uh, 740-255-3587 uh feel feel free to text me don't call my ringer's always off uh sorry it's just just the way I roll, the ringer's always off. So just text me, and uh, I would love to love to connect any way that I can. Uh, and then there's actually an app that you could follow me if you wanted to, um, but you'll have to put it in the notes because I don't know what it is right offhand. But there's an app that you can actually go in, and uh, if you want to follow certain athletes, you can to see how they're doing. But, uh, oh, it's USA Triathlon event That's what it is. So actually on race day to see how you're – how you're doing or where you are on the field. That's cool. Yeah, you can actually go to USA Triathlon Events and it's an app, it's a little yellow app and you download obviously and you can put in Kurt Phillips and it's it's a 5-hour race. So, you know, you could check in periodically when you're sitting on the toilet or whatever. I wonder how Kurt's doing, you know. And uh you say, "Oh, I see he just passed this and he's in this he's, he's you know, this place and going this fast and whether I'm climbing or dropping like you can check all that stuff sure well that's cool yeah pretty neat well for anybody wanting to keep track uh with <laughs> kurt or reach out to kurt i encourage you to do that um you know kurt i know him well he is completely authentic and transparent and genuine and so when he says you know he would be glad to give tips i know he would so don't hesitate to reach Definitely. out to him so kurt uh, again, I really appreciate you coming on, sharing your your story, and I uh, know it'll be an inspiration to others. So, thanks again. Thanks for having me on, Chad. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Hi, right, buddy. See you. Thanks for listening to the True Wealth Investors podcast. Visit us at truewealthinvestors.com to find archived episodes with show notes and links mentioned in each episode. Be sure to click the subscribe button today and leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to share how the show is helping you along your real estate investing journey.